Hello Innovators and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a special episode where I bring the live Q&As from my new startup Succeed into the podcast, which is all about leadership. So leadership education, because Succeed is all about how do we bring leadership education for free to everyone in this world. And we want to reach 1 billion people by January 2030. To be able to do that, I will bring the Q&As as well into the podcast. Enjoy the live Q&A. Hello and welcome to Succeed Q&A. Ask and lead to succeed. Succeed is the startup that's all about how do we enable a lot of people, our goal is 1 billion people by 2030 to have access to free leadership education. And this Q&A format, which is a live Q&A format, is basically helping us a little bit to train ourselves, but as well to get the questions which we then want to bring into the education. So it will be every week one Q&A going forward, at least for the rest of this year. And then we see where we are with Succeed and how it's going forward. So question number one, I have a couple of prepared ones and then I take the ones from you today. How do I motivate a team member? I got this question over the last weeks um, as part of the, what is it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm blanking right now. No, I, I got it um, as a question as part of the webinars. So how do I motivate a team member? For me, it's very, very easy. But specifically, and that was from someone who is just stepping into the leadership role. How do you motivate team member? Number one, listening. If you are the manager, the, the one thing you can do that is motivating everyone is listening. I've been in a lot of leadership situations where it was basically the problems of the employee was solved by just listening to the person. A lot of times we're in a busy environment where business, 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 a lot of things go on and people are just not feeling listened to. Spend the time, listen to people. So I think that's that's number one thing. And not just listening and not truly listening, really go into and try to understand where the person is, what's going on with that person, why do you believe... It's not necessarily that you tell the person, hey, why are you not motivated? It's more try to figure out what's going on. Sometimes there is stress, sometimes there's a personal situation at home which you as the manager maybe don't know. So I think that's really something... And when you when you understand this, then it's as well working with them on topics they like. Um, there are a lot of things which need to get done in an organization, but you can, as the leader, specifically if you have more than one person reporting to you, you can decide to whom you delegate what. And that was as well part of the, one of the webinars where we looked into delegation. If you're interested in that, go into We Are Succeed. It's all for free and will be for free. Uh, going forward, there are the webinars stored and you can watch the videos. You just need to log in and you, you get access to it. So delegate tasks that are interesting for the pers person, but as well challenging. So it's really about how do you give someone a challenging task where they need to step up a little bit, but as well that they're able to do that. It's really getting them into where they are. And, and over time, it's really over conversation, finding out of what is maybe limiting their motivation? Because that's that's kind of what, what you want to figure out. 
for me, it's not about confronting the person. Hey, I, I feel that you're not motivated because that's just your perception maybe and you don't know what's going in. So you as a leader need to dig deeper and try to find out what's going on with that person. Why is this person maybe not motivated? And then maybe it's you as the leader, you're the reason. That's quite often the case. So that was question number one. If you have questions, please shoot them in the chat. We have one here. How do you generate collaboration in a matrix organization? That was from um, the last webinar where I went into how do you lead and succeed in matrix organizations? So how do you generate collaboration in a matrix organization is the question. Key part is, if we, if we remember back for those who haven't been in the, in the webinar, we looked into how is a matrix organization built and that you basically support the core business if you are a service function. A very, very important part is, again, if we start with listening, number one, listening and trying to understand what the other departments are about. If you are able to talk the language of the other department, let's say, in my case, you work in real estate or property and you listen to the sales organi organization and you can talk sales lingua, lingo, um, they will talk to you in a completely different way than if you would not do that. It's really listen try to speak the same language and be truly interested in what they're doing. We went into that in depth into the, in, inside of the webinar where it was going in and try to understand the core of what they're doing. It's not about you doing the job, but it's being interested in what they're doing so that you understand how your work and their work is, is connected to each other. And if you are able to do this, then look into what are the common things and try to fo focus on the common things and on the common goals you have and collaborate and try to collaborate openly on that. But as well, if there are struggles where you maybe are not collaborating in a way and you would like to get them collaborate, it's not, not about blaming. It's really about going deeper and helping them to understand your perspective and you as well taking their perspective. Start with their perspective. Don't expect anyone taking your perspective first. That's a maybe a quick one. Um, we got a question here. What do we have? How do I give negative feedback? That's a, <laughs> that's a bigger one. We will do a full webinar on this because I got the question a couple of times. How do I give negative feedback? Very important, be straight to the point. My experience with negative feedback is be honest and say, this was not good. I don't like this. This is not acceptable to what we are doing. And of course, depending on what the person did. But just in general, negative feedback, the best version is always straightforward. I know it depends on which culture you are in. Let's say if we are talking about Central European culture, it's the best way to do that direct. In an Eastern, Eastern culture, I'm not too much into the Asian culture. Eastern culture, if we take the... Eastern countries inside of Europe and as well towards Russia. I think that works quite well as well. American, I think it will work as well. Asian culture, I don't know. It maybe depends on, on the countries. I'm not an expert when it comes to Asia. But if, if any one of you is, please let me know. I would love to, to hear how this could work there. For me, my experience is go deeper and give it to them straight away. Give them the, the, the negative feedback, but then explain why it is negative and why you want them to understand your perspective. 
So not just shoot at someone and say, hey, you are bad and I don't like what you're doing. Go deeper and explain. Explain where you come from. Explain why this is the case. Next question I got is, our company is very hierarchical. I feel like I don't have a voice. And what do we have here? How, how can I get the management to listen? Again, very broad question. How do you get the management to listen? Maybe let's start with you trying to understand where they are from. Not from, from a country perspective, but where they are. For me, it's not necessarily that the management is not listening. It's maybe that they're so busy in what they're doing that, they're, that, that it seems like they are not listening. So that's something you need to find out. Go, go into and try to understand, are they truly not listening because they're not interested in your opinion? Or are they just so busy that this opinion is maybe not, not heard right now? So that's, that's what you can, can easily do is having a conversation. For me, it's what I have experienced and doesn't matter which organization I've ever worked for or worked with. Every, specifically the top management is very, very approachable. We are sometimes fearing the hierarchy levels, but a lot of times the executive management or the top management, however it's called in your organization, is easy to get to. So even if it's, it feels hierarchical. They're most probably listening if you talk to them on a one-on-one -on -one base. Try to catch them one-on-one. -on -one. In most of the companies, you have the contact details, internally at least. So you have the phone number or you have whatever, WhatsApp number, depending on your system, teams in most of the bigger organizations. You can send them an email for sure. Most of them have a block or any, any kind of connection possibility with the employees inside of the organization. Reach out to them. Reach out to them and explain your perspective on a certain issue. And then very, 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 very important, come up with solutions. It's not about blaming. It's not about saying how bad everything is. Take it and say, I have an idea how we do this better. You can describe the situation, what you don't like, what, what is the issue, but then come and go in and say, I have a solution for this. I would propose a different way of doing this. And of course, like it's so broad right now that I can't give you better, <laughs> a, a better perspective on this. But it's really about go in, talk to the person. If, if The best thing is always in person, but I know it's not always possible. Go in and talk to the person. You can do the same with your direct manager because that person is directly connected to you. And try to understand why they are not listening, why this person is not listening. It's the same way. Ask questions connect to the person, try to put yourself into their shoes and see as well how would you how how would you listen if, if you would be in their position. It's often when you do this perspective shift that you understand, okay, no wonder they are not listening to me because I'm too, I'm expressing myself in a, w a way that they're feeling threatened. In a lot of organizations, that's the case. If you say something negative, then they're trying to go into a protecting mode um, like we all, we are all humans and, and then are kind of pushing against that. Another question we have. How do I build my network in a matrix organization? Again, remembering that the last webinar was about matrix organization, how you succeed. Networking is one, one of my specialities because I'm the connector. Um, 
networking is fairly, fairly simple. Number one is spend only time with people you like. I know there, there are a couple of sayings where you should be close to your friends, but even closer to your enemies. I'm not a big fan of that because I, I don't like to work and be close to people that suck energy from me. So for me, it's about spend time with people you get energy from, build networks in truly try, not truly trying, truly being interested in the person, in the person as a human being and not as the person inside of the company. The second part is then, what is the person doing inside of the company? If you ask question, let's take an example. If you ask question and you want to get closer to a person that is working in finance, you ask questions and try to understand what they're doing and ask questions where it's, which is their superpower or their super topic. Whereas like maybe they are the best person in Excel, if we just take this basic example. Ask them question or, hey, how does it work with Excel? Can you explain me this so that they can shine in what they're doing? They're feeling attracted to you because you're listening to them. Listening is a superpower everyone should learn, specifically if you're getting towards a leadership career. Listen, and while they're listening, we're living in a world where everyone loves to talk about themselves. So listen to them, engage with them more often. And then what I do is I do this as well on a, on a pure interest level, but I do this as well strategically. If you are in a matrix organization, then you need to build a broader network in different parts of the organization and then on different hierarchy levels. So what I do, even with the team, we look into mapping out the stakeholders similar to what we did in, inside of the webinar. And then what I do is basically, I have a list of people I want to stay connected to and I have a to-do to reminder basically to talk to that person. I do this in personal life as well, where I say, I want to talk every two weeks with a specific person and then it pops up. If I didn't talk to that person, for me, it's not about the, the day when I get the pop-up that I should talk to that person. It's more about, did I talk to this person, let's say a friend or the person inside of the organization the last two weeks? Yes or no? No, I didn't. Okay. I need to plan a meeting. Let's reach out to that person. And sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes it's one week, sometimes it's four weeks, sometimes it's half a year because you maybe move different parts of the organization, you live in different countries. So it's not about every week anymore, but if you want to stay connected, it's very simple to have a reminder and then reach out to the person. We got a comment here from Stuart. He's saying, I often try and ask what their biggest problem is. Yes, exactly. Very good point. If you ask what their problem is, sometimes you are even able to, to, to help them in solving that problem. Or if you have a network in the organization, then you can as well guide them to another person. And Stuart is saying as well, yeah, exactly. And try to help them build trust. It's all about relationships in organization. Very, very, very important. Thank you, Stuart, for, for your comment. It's is so underrated, specifically in very large organizations. I've had the opportunity working in some of the biggest uh, organizations in this world with 500 plus thousand employees. And it's fairly simple to build a network. If you know how the small things work, getting connected to people, staying connected to people. Sometimes it's 
spending two minutes with the person on a coffee machine and then sending them a thank you note afterwards in email or in Teams if you are in a large organization. Say, hey, thank you. I really like that thought. And then putting this person, if if you truly want to stay to that, stay connected to that person into your to-do list. And then after four weeks of saying, hey, was thinking about this or you read an article, you send them an article, you listen to a podcast episode and then you send them the podcast episode. There are a lot of possibilities where you can stay connected inside of the organization and through that grow your network. When you're going into a country, which I always do, like for example, next week I will be in London. I've reached out to a lot of people in my network and say, hey, I will be in London. Anyone up to meet up for a beer? It's not that I have a lot of time, but I'm just saying, I will be there, so there's an opportunity to meet me in person and not always on Zoom calls. So whoever is interested and want to meet up, let's meet up. And I'm meeting most probably, I don't know, roughly like 10 people from my network in less than 24 hours. So it's it's it works inside, but as well, it's a great opportunity if you are building your own business. So next question we have is, how to develop a team member to perform better. That's a bit related to, to, to the motivation. Number one is listen, try to understand why this person is not performing. And not performing most properly is either your perspective or I see as well a lot that other people are blaming other people. So you're in a team, let's say 10 people, and one person is saying that the other person is not performing. So you hear that the other person is saying that another person is maybe saying that the other person is as well not performing. And then you as a manager feel the urge in jumping in and trying to figure out. Important is not putting the pressure straight away onto the person. Understand where this person is. Listen and try to figure out what's going on with that person. There's always, always, always a reason for a person that is not performing 100%. And that can be either the task is too big, the amount of work is too much. The person has no idea how to perform this task and is, is anxious not asking you or someone else. Or something on a personal level, private at home, is not working. So this person is kind of with the head somewhere else. We're living in a world, as I said, where we need to take care of the people we work with and specific you as a leader, as a manager, that's your responsibility to find out what's going on with the people in your team. Spend the time. I always say if you are a manager, your job is 70% leading people, 30% doing other things. 70% is listening, talking to your team members, helping them to perform through giving them and delegating them the task they're growing with and then helping them as well to establish like processes so that they can repeat their success going forward. And then as well put the kind of the measurement in place that helps them to perform and understand where they are. We got more comments here. What do we have? Uh, uh, uh. I have team members from different countries. Yes. Do you think that different countries and cultures act differently or are we all ultimately the same? From I think from a human perspective, we are all the same, but it's different norms in different countries depending on where you live and where you come from and how you grew up. 
I can even tell you, I'm grown up the first 24 years, five years inside of Germany. And even inside of Germany, it's different if you're north or south. So it's always contextual of where you are in the world. Even me being living in the Netherlands right now, I'm a different leader and in, in the context of the organizations I work in and with. So it's always the context of the organization, the context of the personal culture, which is like the, the country where you come from, is always relevant and important to understand because it's always different. I hope that answers the question, Stuart. Thank you for posting so much. It's good. <laughs> How do we show value to executives when a lot of our work is under the radar? So also a good one. Thank you, Stuart. How do we show value to the executives? First and foremost, you need to translate of what you're doing into a language that the ex executives understand. I give the example, I gave the example a couple of, I'm not sure if that it was in, in Succeed webinars, but in one of my podcasts for sure. When I was working in IKEA, the furniture company, inside of a store and we looked into energy savings of a store. That's maybe interesting for you, Stuart. Um, we translated the energy savings into sofa sold into a language that the business, the core business of the organization and that, that part, the retail organization is understanding. So that's the same when, when you are talking to executives because executives see the organization from a different perspective. Depending of where they come from and what their background is, they maybe focus a lot on processes, a lot on finance. So whatever you do, even if you work in a hidden part of the organization, which is like under the surface, you, you, you need to approach them in a way that they understand of what you're talking about and always focus on what is in it for the company, not for the individuals. Sometimes it helps to approach the individuals, but I think it's more important that you get the understanding of the total business and you look into we're contributing with what we are doing to the total business in this way. And that's you translate that. Stuart again. If 70% of our work is managing people, this is hard if, if up until now it's all been what my output has been. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a big shift in organization that 70%, if you're a true leader, you have a huge impact on, on, on your team and onto the organization if you focus on leading and I know it might be different in smaller companies and bigger companies but for me is I have seen it in a company with let's say 15 people and I've seen it in in, in the companies I worked in with 500,000 150,000 40,000 people it's really really important that you as a leader are not the expert anymore you step out of being the expert if you, if you take myself, I was the engineer when, when I was in, in my expertise field. I was calculating energy consumption, was really digging deeper into how do we operate buildings in different ways. When I got the leader, I needed to step back from that and let my employees, which my, my, my team members shine, because they are expert in what they're doing as well. If I always do the work where their expertise is, then they're not motivated anymore. So if you are going into taking over their work, they're basically performing less. They know that you're solving it. I've seen it 
um, just a couple of months ago. When, when I started working with a different organization, it was all about, okay, he's the new guy, he will fix it. If I would have jumped in and fixing everything, I would have demotivated the whole team. What I did instead was turning it around and say, okay, these are the team members, these are the experts. I have no idea. I'm new in the organization. I have a little bit of expertise in this field. That's why I was asked to support. But the team members are the right people and I trust them 100% of what they're doing. So that's a key part go going into that. I hope that hel helps, Stuart. Oops, zooming here. Um, another question we have. Uh, uh, uh. I get more and more tasks from my manager because she knows that when I get the task, it will be done. What can I do? I'm, I'm a big fan of that as well because I know busy people get shit done. Um, if you're busy and you're over like a very good performer, you can always do more. But I as well understand that sometimes it's getting too much. And I think it's really about being being honest and saying, hey, it's getting too much. I, I understand that you want me to do more things and, and, and grow as a person, but having the conversation with your manager in this case is, is essential. So there's no way around it um, to talk to that person. I would one one part I would be proud of getting a lot of tasks because my manager sees that I'm I'm getting things done. The other part is if it's truly too much, or if it's just a wave. So that's something you need to decide for yourself. Is it so much that you can't do it anymore, and that it's getting a burden? And you're you're kind of getting into towards burnout almost, or is it more it's stretching you to the next level? Because sometimes what I do as well, I help people to grow in a way that I put a little bit more than they they are normal normally capable of, from an amount of work onto their shoulders to see how they perform. Because if you grow inside of an organization, it doesn't matter if you're in the management field or if you are kind of an expert. If you grow in an organization, the pressure onto yourself is getting higher. So you need to understand of working with that pressure. So I often do that. And before I promote someone, I put them into a phase where I give them a little bit more work to understand how they're performing as, as potential candidates for the next steps. And if I see that they're, they're capable of doing that and they're not complaining all the time, we have as well... Um, I guess every one of you has seen that. You have people that are complaining if they're just getting a little task more than they, they should be. Um, in my eyes, or at least in my experience, these are not the people that are getting the promotion. The people are getting the promotion who are getting shit done. And very, very important if you are in this, and if we take this example, use this as an opportunity. But if it's getting too much, talk to your manager. Say, I getting a lot of tasks. What what what's behind that? Maybe the manager is then telling you. As if you ask, would ask me, it's like, what's going on? And I will tell you. I I want to promote you, and that's the reason why I want to test you a little bit. And sometimes it's just laziness of the manager. So that's what you need to find out. So do we have more questions? No. Okay, I will finish up. 
if you're interested in more Q&As, we have all the Q&As from the last weeks already posted on wearesucceed.com. So go to the website wearesucceed.com. Um, you don't need to log in. That's in, in the public part, the Q&As, and as well, detailed clips on different questions. And if you are interested in the webinars, you can log in. It's all for free. You just need to sign up and get your login so that you can watch the webinars. We will add a lot of more webinars. I will do the next webinar on Saturday, Saturday evening, 6 p.m. Central European time. And then we will have a couple of guests coming in the next week. So I did. I do the first webinars and we will do, I will do the Q&As going forward. Might bring one or two people more into the Q&A so that we have a conversation. I will try to do this every Wednesday. Next week I will be in London, so I will not be able to do it on Wednesday. I will post on social media whenever I will be doing it next week, but we keep things going. I think the next webinar next week will be on Friday with a very interesting person. This person is, if I remember right, one of the first eight people who started PayPal together with Elon Musk. So stay tuned for that and look into wearesucceed.com. Follow us on social media, share wherever you like to share what we are doing. We are really eager to change the way how we approach leadership education in the world and enable everyone to have access to free leadership education. Thank you very much for watching and see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any question to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on social media and contact me there.